So I said on our Instagram, I think we're going to have to do a true crime podcast now because one of the many pets in my house pooped in one of my shoes. <laughs> Sorry. It was Omar. <laughs> well, if it was, in fact, Omar, he needs to eat a little more fiber because it was it was a small poop. That's the most I've done all month. That was, <laughs> and was it uh, runny? Well, you don't you don't make a lot of poop when all you do is consume alcohol. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There's an olive in some of them. <laughs> those so are I think it is. Those grow on trees, don't they? <laughs> yeah. I think it was one of the one of the cats, or possibly the papillon. But the papillon gonna... is rebelling. <laughs> there is way too much new shit in this house. The, the papillon <laughs> it would like us to go back. Would like us to stop working from home. Is what the papillon would like. She looks up every time we come in, and it's it's like. Uh, Big Bang Theory, which you're here a lot now. <laughs> why, why don't you go somewhere else? <laughs> Pandemic be damned. I need you to be gone so that I can bark at you more when you come in the house. Exactly. You guys have the no only person life. That, the the only person that that dog doesn't doesn't bark at is Rob. That's just, my dog is broken. That's so funny. You're listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode two hundred and one side. Hey. This is the Give Me Five podcast. We are sort of entertaining. We talk about all sorts of fun stuff, entertaining things such as movies, and then occasionally we just mention music, and then Omar and I talk for 45 minutes on it. But then we wake Rob up and keep going. <laughs> yeah, then we go to our next Yet, topic. Yet, oddly, but... when I make a music reference, everybody's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> He's still angry about that. It is. Like, so he... Uh, this is episode 201. Now, you don't need to have listened to the other 200 or so episodes uh, to understand this, but we are going to start a season two with this 201st episode. And by we, I mean myself, Flatulent. And I am joined by Unpleasant. That seems like me. I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and morally ambivalent. <laughs> I actually had written those backwards. I actually had Rob as unpleasant and you as morally ambivalent, but that's okay. Uh, this week, we are going to talk about well, Malignant, uh, which is where the names came from, of course, and Kate. What, flatulent? I was just going with the ant part. <laughs> and Shang-Chi. So Kate, Shang-Chi, and Malignant, we are going to chat about. Never heard of him. It's fair. Well, flatulent is when you pass gas. <laughs> okay. All right, fair enough. So, this is a review show. And if you don't know things like flatulence is passing gas, we may spoil some shit. We also may educate you, which is kind of frightening because we should not be educating anybody. Hey. Omar. <laughs> <laughs> and Craig. <laughs> 
Okay, fair enough. Oh. We'll try to avoid any major twists, but if we are talking about something you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, use your own discretion, pause it, and come back later. Later. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've got Speaking a lot of... later. St- yeah, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, but I did not want to let the news that Norm MacDonald passed away at the age of 61 pass us by. Uh, I had a Norm Macdonald phase in the late 90s. I was a big, big fan. Um, you had? I, <laughs> I liked... So many things. I liked a bit when, when you, you said that. that. I heard Norm Macdonald face. I had a Norm Macdonald face <laughs> oh, sorry, for a little a while in the 90s. <laughs> yes. I always liked his delivery. I, I was more of a comedian person, I think, back then. Uh, I know, like... I know, Rob, you, you like comedy shows and comedians and... I do, I do, I do enjoy like some stand-up. My, my, this is unrelated, really, but my love for that kind of stuff started going away a little bit, like going to the live shows when people started like with their phones and stuff, where they would like, you know, start screaming, like screaming for the bit that they want to hear and all that stuff, and like just pissing off the comedians, which isn't comedians' fault, but it just like made it like a stressful situation because mm-hmm. every comedy show in the past like five years, ever since like iPhones or ten years, ever since iPhones came out, people are treating the comedian like it's their fucking ipod like oh do that thing where you talk about hot pockets or whatever thing and it pissed me off but uh norm mcdonald and probably most known i guess for snl uh weekend update uh i liked him i loved his movie dirty work which i actually saw in the theater and told many a blockbuster customer to get which pissed off many a blockbuster customer (laughs) because it was apparently my type of humor not their kind of humor. If you want to see a great movie that I like. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, I know you want a drama. Have you seen Cabin Boy? <laughs> <laughs> kind uh, of overdramatic. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Norm, Norm uh, was so good. Yeah, he was great. He was, he was a lot of fun to watch. And I have just been in, in like a little bit of a comedian phase lately, actually. Um which we'll talk about a little bit next next week but uh he he was somebody that I'd just been watching a lot of like old things from like you know the talk shows that he'd been on and just stand up bits he's he was great and it was so shocking to see that he passed away and and of course you know I'm sure you'll get into it now but you know st- some stuff that he didn't let out publicly which I thought was kind of cool of him in a, in a way he was uh, a comedian's comedian he loved the art of comedy, and he didn't want his diagnosis of cancer nine years ago to get in the way of mm-hmm. people enjoying comedy, his comedy. And I find that to be very um, – probably difficult. I mean his some of his own family members didn't know. His, his longtime pr- uh, producing writing partner was the only one that really knew it seems like. I didn't get too deep into it, uh, partially because if that's what his wishes were, I'm not going to – I'm not going to go to the tabloid sites to, you know, alter that. Uh, he was Turd Ferguson, also known as Burt Reynolds. <laughs> he uh, he eventually got fired from Weekend Update because he would not leave O.J. Simpson alone, which I think is fucking awesome. Because like he was outside his house chanting, you know what you did or some <laughs> shit? Uh, no, it was just like he... His a lot of his jokes were would be like you know, 
you know, the latest Dr. Seuss book came out uh, for the 50th anniversary, and uh, I'm not going to do Norm MacDonald jokes, but, you know, it, it's called uh, Horton Hears that O.J. Killed His Wife. <laughs> like, like, he would just throw O.J. things in there. Um, but some of the ones that he did and, were, like, just shockingly brutal. Like, they were... Yeah. <laughs> like, it was merciless. Like, he was... Mer- it was really... Like, you know, when, when the uh, when the, the verdict came out, he started off the SNL that week with, well, they finally did it. Murder is now legal in California. Yeah, I was just say it. <laughs> wow. Wow. But the thing was, is that Don Olemeyer, who was the West Coast head of, of NBC, was a good personal friend of O.J. Simpson and then basically fired him from Weekend Update. I'm not sure how that exactly works. There's a lot of uh, show politics there. But... He's just a weird dude, whereas, like, kind of lackadaisical, like, I don't care. Like, that's really him. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, I've listened to interviews this week. Um, if, like, he went on David Letterman and, like, right after this happened. And David Letterman's like, so what happened? He's like, well, I got fired from Weekend Update. And David Letterman's like, huh? For what? I don't know. I guess the guy didn't like me. And it's, it's like, you can look it up on YouTube. It's crazy, like, how casually is about, like, losing this major gig. Uh, he lost all of his money three separate times gambling. And I wouldn't be talking about it if he wasn't just like, yeah, it's kind of freeing. It, it, yeah, it's it's freeing. Like, what? So, yeah, I had this house, and then I put a bunch of money on sports betting and lost it all. Didn't seem to care. Uh, but, you know, really sad that he was gone. He was doing a bunch of uh, live shows, and, you know, I'm not... Did what did you like him, Rob? Um, he had his moments. Um, I I wasn't I wasn't a I, an avid follower or anything like that. I mean, some of the stuff it, he was kind of hit or miss for me. Some of the stuff I thought was was pretty funny, and then other times I was just like, eh. Mm. I was morally ambivalent. You are you are morally ambivalent. <laughs> so. Uh, give me five condolences. Gives condolences to his friends and family. And uh, also all of the friends and family of the people, like, uh, as someone put, that most husbands or boyfriends are, are, like, busy showing their wives uh, clips of Norm MacDonald, like, all day yesterday and the day before. And I was one of those people, like, oh, check this one out. Yeah. Oh, I did want to mention, uh, do you know Lori Kilmartin by any chance? Uh, She was a a comedian who... um, not too long ago, got a little bit famous because she was like, she kind of went through the stages of grief when her mother passed away on Twitter. But I guess previous to that, her father had was passing away. Or her father got diagnosed with with cancer. Um, she is a uh, Lori Kilmartin was a writer for the Conan Show and uh, wrote a book called Dead People Suck. <laughs> ironically, uh, Norm Macdonald. Uh, she tweeted this, which I thought was kind of interesting. Norm Macdonald was a true uh, goat or greatest of all time. As a comic, a talk show guest, a true original, he tweeted this to me as my dad was dying from cancer in 2014. I'm just an idiot, Lori, but I found when I embraced the pain as tightly as I could, it became love. I pray for you, R.I.P. Or she wrote, R.I.P. Norm. I was like, damn, that's deep. That's heavy. Yeah. Like, it, like I actually gave, and I nothing gives me pause. It gave me pause, and I was like, I gotta unwrap that for a while. But <clears throat> Yeah, was, I don't uh, totally understand Cancer that. sucks. Yeah. I think it was more like don't run from. No, no, no. I, what I mean is like it's gonna, like you said, it's gonna take me a minute to. Not that I don't understand it, but yeah. to like really fully 
<laughs> make it to un- un- understand all of the correct. levels of it. Yeah, yeah, to make it part of my DNA. It's going to take it. Mm-hmm. And I love that he pairs it with "I'm just an idiot," and then he says like the one of those pro- profound things about death I've ever heard, um, or about disease that I've ever heard. But um, so anyway, uh, cancer sucks, and uh, rest in peace. Uh, does anyone else have anything before I talk about, uh, well, our weird state? No. You tell cancer that I'm looking for him. <laughs> we about to peel his muffin top back blue. What? I have no idea I what that's from. That's from either. That's Kevin Hart. Uh, oh, okay. Also a comedian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When his mom died of cancer. Oh, jeez. I have not. Is that? Did he do that in like a stand-up bit? Yeah, that was that was one of his relatives saying that he was gonna go. Go pop a cap at cancer's ass. You tell cancer I'm looking for him. What? That's kind of funny. Uh, so I was I was wondering what what to put up on our Florida man story this week because it is time for WTF. We've never made Omar sing our theme song that he has to make up on the spot. Should we do that? Yeah, we uh, should. Wait, okay. hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you just find some way to sing uh, "Welcome to Florida." What am I feeling right now? What kind of... Am I going to do like a jazzy thing? ABBA? Um, Maybe? Maybe There's some... way too much conversation happening well, right I, now. I, I, th- yeah. Sing, you, monkey, sing! <laughs> <laughs> this is serious, damn it. I can't just... I mean... No, you, you can always do a do-over next week. Hmm. Welcome to Florida. Um... Excellent. That was toxic. That, like, All right, let's move on. I have it. I have it. You ready? Uh, ready? Yes. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> All ready? Shoo do yep. do. Welcome to Florida. Oh, that was better than that was actually better than expected. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, it wow. only took a week to figure it out. Hey man. That's you gotta go with the vibe. Alright, you can't push these things. I'm an artist. I feel things most people they don't feel they don't understand. Yeah, and that's that's why you were yeah. arrested and I, you can X-nay, no longer hang out. At arrested. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Now, you know who else is an artist? Mr. Richard Wolf. Mhm. That's a oh, wolf with an e. Mm-hmm. Do we know who Richard Wolf is? No. Yeah, well, uh, he, an artist apparently. Yeah, he is from Crystal River, Florida. Uh he got pulled over in the rain. And, and you know like not only was it in the rain, I I watched the video and it it was like the type of rain where the the sheriff that pulled him over didn't even get a chance to put the little like hat condom on the on the hat, you know, to make sure that it doesn't get like wet. Because they were in like the the suicide lane of of the road there. But anyway, he gets out of his SUV, bends over uh, with his hands on the ground, so like kind of making like a pyramid, and starts twerking at the sheriff's officer. At the uh, well, sheriff's officer, yeah, so the it was it was the uh, deputy sheriff, I believe, was what it was. Um, so, yeah, he started uh, twerking with the hands on the ground and then screaming, what are you scared of, he said to the police. Uh, according to the Chronicle, I, I got knives, you got a gun. And then he took out the knife and then tossed it into the, the grassy area in the center of the thing. Uh, well, all while twerking, shaking his ass at the sheriff. That is so bizarre. <laughs> Was he arrested for carrying a lethal weapon? 
A concealed weapon? Uh, he was charged with resisting an officer without violence, fleeing from law enforcement, and reckless driving. His bond was set at $3,500. Trump uh, change. He was, originally pulled, he was originally pulled over for uh, disrupting the flow of traffic by attempting to pass cars on the grass median. Uh, there was no call about whether or not he was drunk or just insane. Uh, but the, if you look just up, an idiot from Florida. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you look it up, there are, there are some very lovely videos from people that are, you know, waiting in very slow moving traffic because of the rain being like, what is this guy doing? Uh, so you hear that. But then, of course, the, the body cam footage also has what he is saying, too. So if you like twerking, if you like pina coladas and twerking in the rain, then Richard Wolf is the guy for you. Uh, interesting. Excellent. Don't even know where to go with that. I kind of want to do, like, a Give Me Five, like, party, and we invite all of these people to the (laughs) same place at the same time. Uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) No, because wherever that is is going to burn down and get hit by a meteor. Okay, so maybe we kind of loosely call it a Give Me Five party, but we don't actually go to it or put any of our stuff there. We just kind of set cameras up. Like run out a ballroom somewhere and just be, and send all these invites to like like the bu- the Easter Bunny guy the the chick that was like destroyed an Outback Steakhouse. We need this guy. we need to find out where that other Give Me Five podcast recorded and set the party. It was, up like, it was like Arizona. They were like University of Arizona students or something. We need to set the party up there. <laughs> I'm guessing that none of the people we talk about are allowed on airplanes anymore. <laughs> just <laughs> just a they're guess. on a watch list somewhere. Yeah. I'm not even sure we're allowed on planes anymore. Probably true. Uh, well, that's that's news. That's Florida. Uh, anyone feel like talking about our patrons? Well, if you would like to hear about some of these Florida stories before we get on to the episode, you can join our Patreon, and you can become a patron of our podcast. And for just $5 a month, you get invited to our Discord chat, you get early access to the movie we'll be reviewing. You get early access to the top five list, and you can even submit your own top five list. You also get a birthday episode where we make a custom top five list about you that we hope is wildly inaccurate. <laughs> because if it is accurate, you are fucked up. <laughs> there are higher ranges where you get access to things like the show notes, and you can curate an episode and even come on and join us and host an episode. And you can do all of that by going to patreon.com slash give me five podcast. Do it. Do it a lot. Do it. Do it. Yes. Do, it. <laughs> do it with meaning. Do it twice. Feeling. Do it. Do it twice. <laughs> do it again. <clears throat> all right. Well, let's say uh, I just said, I just said, right do, I just said do it. And then like my mom called me randomly. That was weird. My mom's not a patron. I don't talk to her anymore. I only talk to the people in the patron chat. <laughs> <You're only> t- <laughs> They're the only people. They're the only people worth my time. Oh, God. Huh. Oh, Jesus. I'm not in the patron chat. <laughs> I'm not a patron. Uh, Omar, can you please tell him? <laughs> Wait. I don't think Omar's a patron. Well, Yeah, but no one talks we're, to we're me doing... anyway. I'm used to it. No big deal. This yeah. is going to be an awkward episode. Yeah. <laughs> All of them are awkward. Uh, are we talking about Kate here? Yeah, let's start with Kate. Okay. So someone uh, someone take Kate. I will. Yeah. Uh, Kate is a movie that was just released on Netflix on September 10th of 2021. 
It's directed by Cedric Nicholas Troyan, uh, who also did The Huntsman and Winter's War. And it stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is actually quite good as an action star. Um, Yeah. I mean, I loved her in Scott Pilgrim. But mm -hmm. if you were like, oh, yeah, she's going to be kind of like playing in John Wick style movies as the badass, I'd be like, huh? And then uh, Birds of Prey. Yeah, when she was uh, uh, a huntress, actually, mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn!" Like yeah. she was freaking awesome. Like to the point of where I didn't recognize her. And then in this, I was like, "Holy shit, she's good again!" So, rock yeah. on. And and actually, Huntress was my least favorite character in all of that. <clears throat> I thought she was the the most forced. But it also stars Woody Harrelson, Miku Patricia Martineau, Martineau. Oh God, Tad and Tadanobu Asano, Tadanobu Asano nailed it. June Kunimura, you bitch. This is why you wanted somebody else to talk about. I got, someone has to do Shang Chi too. Michael Huisman, Miyavi, Maria Yamamoto, Hirotaka Rengi, Hirotaka Rengi. Yeah, sure. And yeah, all right. And the synopsis is, a female assassin has 24 hours to get vengeance on her murderer before she dies. Uh, Mikiel Huisman, do you know, or Huisman or whatever that is, do you know him? He was uh, he was Dario Naris before they changed the actor out in uh, Game of Thrones. He was who? Uh, Dar- I think Dario Naris. Was he the blonde dude that was that was like an, like an assassin or something? Yeah, he was the assassin that, that like was helping Arya, <clears throat> and then and, and then like oh, and then like the next episode was like just a completely different person. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> he did it a few times. The next episode, the it was a guy that looked like Christopher Lambert. Excellent. Yeah, that'll work. So, synopsis: Did you actually get through that before I interrupted you? I don't think I did. I did. Okay. So, what do you think, guys? I like this. I I actually really liked this a lot. Um, it had a lot of action in it. And the choreography was actually really good, even if it was, it it wasn't, I will say that it probably wasn't quite at the level of the nonstop, like John Wick or, or martial arts movies where they don't really pause in between moves. Cause I did notice that there were some pauses where, where, you know, like a character would step back and wait for them to wind up or whatever, um, just so that they could get their timing right. But the the action sequences were actually really good. the The story was great. It it really had a um, what a crank vibe to it. Was that what it was with um where the where he has to like keep his heart rate yeah, over a certain yeah. Yeah. amount? And it's like yeah, actually, it really did. I didn't think about that at the time, but yeah, <clears throat> I was watching it going. This is this is kind of like the female version of Crank. Mm-hmm. Super frantic. Crank did a Statham. little bit more like camera filters to show him being like poisoned whereas this movie just she had to act being poisoned right and i will say that i I think crank probably was a little bit more frenetic if that's the right description of it um whereas this one had a little bit more stable of a camera did a lot more overhead shots i think Mm -hmm. and and had had a couple of had some close-ups in it but you could you could really see what was going on as far as as far as the fight scenes, and they were pretty good. I gotta admit, man, I like that fight through the city. Uh, especially there was that one part where she like grabs the dude and sticks his face on the little hibachi. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, oh mm-hmm. God. And like, I didn't even think that guy was part of the fight at first when he was just kind of standing there. And then she like does it. And I'm like, I hope that wasn't just like a stand dude that was just like checking things out. <laughs> and there was, there was like an innocent bystander. Two, yeah. <laughs> like, wow, this chick is kicking everyone's ass. Ah! <laughs> sizzle, sizzle. There's actually two, two scenes this week of people getting their faces or like their heads put in fires. The other one was on walking dead and the sound effects for both of them. Like, First, they disgusted me, and then they made me want to make steaks. <laughs> you might want to talk to someone about that, man. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm going to talk to the fucking delivery guy at Omaha Steaks, bitch, because <laughs> I'm going to get me That's some steaks. Funny. Was that the latest? That I'm going. Hello, Uber Eats. Was that, was that the latest Walking Dead? Yeah. Is it good? He kicks it. Yeah, a guy kicks like a a person into a fire and like holds his boot on him and you hear like they do a close up of the face burning and you hear the sound of like the fat beneath his skin like crackling, crackling and oh it's, shit yeah it was it was hard to watch both times i watched it <laughs> just that one scene both times <laughs> the, but in in this movie there was some really great choreographed sequences because you you were watching some of the moves that she was doing and you're like oh that that's kind of cool i like that I like that. I mean, they got really creative with some of the moves that they did. I mean, I don't know that that they would be effective, so to speak. She gets really stabby. She does get really stabby. That that sequence in the in the the Japanese steakhouse or whatever it is, mm-hmm. where they've got all the little sliding doors and stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Where they've got the the show going on. I loved that sequence where she was just taking the guys taking the guys out and you know, fighting like two at a time or three at a time, knocking them down, flipping them, <laughs> just kind of moving from one to the other while the other one would get up and shit. It was, it was really well done. Yeah. I, I started watching this because it had a lot of like neon colors in the, the artwork and the trailer had that like crazy neon car. Mm-hmm. And I thought, so I kind of thought it was more futuristic. Yeah. Um, no, it was just neon. Yeah. And I don't, I know I've used the term neon noir before, but I, I don't think that this one was neon noir. This one was really kind of more uh, neon action. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was set in in Tokyo or in Japan. Um, a large portion of it was in the city of Tokyo, and so you've got all like the neon lights and everything of the the major city. So it, it had a really nice aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. There was something that I just saw that I'm just trying to remember if it was this, that was related to atomic blonde, like the director or the writer or something, but I don't know if it was this or not, because that would make a lot of sense. Mm. Um, I, Maybe. <clears throat> while you're looking for that, I, I believe I saw that the uh, part atomic blonde two is going to be made. That yes, they got the uh, green light on that, which I look forward to is that. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I I almost had big news, but but it ended up not being actual information. It was more speculation on whether or not a sequel would be made that I'm very much anticipating, but I don't know that they will. I I don't know why. I made a shit ton of money, but that's Alita. What is it? Alita. Uh, Battle Angel. Alita, Alita. Battle Angel. Yeah. Oh, is that? I I don't. I'm, it's good. What is that? Like, it sounds like oh, a comic fantastic. book thing, or what? What is that? It's a based on a, a manga, but it's yeah. uh, it's definitely worth your time. Okay, but it it had like a hundred and fifty million dollar budget, and it made four hundred and five. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't. I mean, it's not like it didn't make money. 
It's a huge budget. And it, and, and it ended at a point that looks more exciting than the entire movie, and it was great. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I couldn't find it, but there was some... Uh, this might have had something to do with Atomic Blonde, because there, there was some trailer I watched that said, like, from the producer, director, writer, whatever, of Atomic Blonde. I was like, either way. Uh, yeah, I really liked the whole, like, the the influence, the Asian influence in, like, the cities and mm-hmm. the the fighting style, like you said. Um, we didn't really mention him, but Woody Harrelson is in this. And I liked, I mean, he's awesome in everything he's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great actor. And, you know, remember we did a spoiler warning, people. And what I told you on the phone earlier, mm-hmm. whenever you see an actor that big that is both good in hero roles and villain roles, as soon as the movie starts, you kind of get the feeling, okay, this guy might turn out to be not great not so the whole good. way through. Yeah. Especially when he's not in the movie a lot early on, other than in flashbacks and things. Right. Well, and I mean, the fact that he's he's training the hit woman. I mean, she's basically a trained assassin and he's been training her. So I mean, you already have an idea that he's not the greatest guy to begin with, but the basically, all right. Spoiler warning: she she does a job and then she wants out. He doesn't want to let her go, but he's going to talk to her a little bit more. Somebody jumps the gun and poisons her because he says he'd kill her himself. But she tries to leave. She gets poisoned with radio radioactive material, uh, flu, fluonium. Polonium. 204. So she she receives a massive dose of radioactive material. So she's dying of radio of uh radioactive toxicity? <laughs> Radiation so, poisoning. That's it. Jesus. Radiation poisoning. She's <laughs> dying from. And so she's the doc says she's got about 24 hours left to live. So, you know, she she takes some stimulants to keep her heart going so that she can just get her revenge before she dies. Mhm. There's a little bit of an insinuation as to how she ended up with him to begin with that they, they kind of show at the end, which I thought was pretty dark and pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll, leave that as a, yeah, I'll, I'll leave that as a spoiler. But, uh, you know, it's you – know, I always say, eh, you know, watch it. But you're not spending any money to watch it. It's on Netflix. Watch it. It's If you want an action movie – It's good. It's worth it's your time. stylized. That's not just cheesy action. It's, you know, I, I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, as did I. I would definitely recommend anybody who likes action flicks to check this one out, mm-hmm. especially since it's on Netflix and it's free for Christ's sake. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of things that are free, kind of. Uh, Malignant. When I saw, you know, this is one of the James Wan. Uh, is it Roughhouse? Also. Okay. Uh, Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse. That's what it is. Uh pictures you know like where they have like the single title like uh well malignant being one of them what are the other ones like sinister insomnia or insomnia and then there, what's the uh, the conjuring which is not one word but you get the point isn't that the nun as well yes the nun what well, wait is... what was the insidious oh, you already said insidious yeah yeah i said sinister actually but insidious oh. is another one insidious yeah. sinister insidious another one, one of my favorites it? of those or were you did you mean insidious there's two uh, one one is like, yeah, I don't know. What's I don't follow. I'm not a horror guy. I don't. I don't. I don't. So yeah. I'm not. They're two different. They're two different oh, gotcha. movies, but the same. The same. Apparently, style. these are all in the same universe, though. I think for so, a lot yeah. of them, right? Like, there's like they cross over mm-hmm. to some degree. If I'm not mistaken, in some, in some of them, 
I don't I don't know that they cross over all that much. I mean, they're all made by the same company, so it's entirely. There's possible. one of them that um, the nun is the nun is a conjuring thing. That's it. That's the one. Like it's a back it's a backstory. There's a scary face that appears in some of the conjuring movies, I think, and it happens to and be the nun, okay. and then they tell the nun right, story. There you go. Yeah. The nun uh, was. Uh, couldn't get away with just smacking people on the knuckle with the ruler. <laughs> Had to go a little further. Right, fair anyway, Malignant, uh, released on uh, September 10th of 2021. This was in theaters and on HBO Max, which is how I watched it, directed by James Wan, and that is the reason why I watched it, because I like a lot of his stuff. He, uh, of course, he did Saw. Uh, he also did... Uh, uh, I believe The Conjuring, actually, the first one. He's done a Fast and the Furious movie, and he did Aquaman. So that man knows how to put some pectoral muscles up on a screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this movie stars Annabelle. Uh, I'll have this really, really small. So we're going to move my microphone. You guys get to hear it. Uh, Annabelle Wallace, Maddie Mason, George Young. Uh Man, that is really small. I'm, what the hell was I thinking? And that was Maddie Hassan with an H. Ah, Maddie Hassan. Yeah, there we go. Uh, George Young, Nicole Brianna White, Jean Louisa Kelly, Susanna Thompson, Jake Abel, Jacqueline McKenzie, Christian Clemenson, and Amir Abuela, which a lot of horror movies, you're not going to know a lot of the names, but when you see them, you're like, oh, that's that guy. Uh, this movie was exactly what I wanted at the time. I was in the mood for, it was like a rainy night. I wanted some cheesy horror, and that's what it was. I love a rainy night. Uh, a music reference. There you go. <laughs> yeah. He loves a rainy night. <laughs> so, uh, synopsis. Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. Initial thoughts. Since I, I don't think, since you are not the horror person, Omar, you didn't see it, so uh, we don't need your initial thoughts, I guess. My initial thoughts is we don't I'm care sure about your initial good. thoughts. It's okay, uh, Rob. Your initial thoughts. It it was okay. I I was into it, and then when they finally got to the reveal, I was like, oh, oh, I'm thinking we should not spoil this. By the way, okay. Just... When they got to the reveal, I was like, oh, really? All right, I did. This would have been cooler if, but I mean, all in all, the movie was fun. It it had a nice concept to it. It had some really nice special effects, like the the fading out or the uh, what is what is that technique called? The transitions. Tra what is it? Transitions. Uh, transitions would be like going from one scene to another. Um, oh no, I'm talking about the the background where she stayed, but the background kind of. Oh yeah, okay. I see. I know what you mean. Like where they pull, yeah, where they pull her out of the room. So it's it's um, it doesn't really have an official name. I know what you're talking about, though. Right. So like the the they keep her in the center of the frame, and like all of the background stuff kind of like fuzzes out, almost like she goes into like a gray screen, and then they rephase her into a like another area. It's it's a really neat transition in between lo locales, basically. So, I mean, the movie was creative. I liked where they were going with it. I just didn't like how they resolved it. Mm -hmm. There were there were a couple things that I caught. First of all, uh, as I said, I, I was definitely in the mood for this kind of movie. Mm -hmm. I thought 
this I thought the opening where it was like in a an old hospital and the way the people were talking and all that it seemed not movie quality dialogue it seemed not movie quality uh, like film quality or something there was something about it that seemed like the beginning of a theme park ride or like waiting in line at a Halloween Horror Nights or or it seemed like a a college student's film project right yeah, did you catch that too like yeah. just like if you looked close enough you felt like you could see the walls moving when they closed a the door which I thought was a little bit weird because this is a big budget film. So starting off, I was like, okay. It's time we excise the tumor. Yes, yeah, it was a little weird. Then then the creature came came up, and it was like, I am always a big fan of, okay, what's the creature going to look like? I am not a wait for the end of the movie to see the creature. Mm-hmm. But I kind of knew that I probably shouldn't look this one up. I just had an idea. And I thought the creature was kind of... Kind of cool looking, like this. The, like you couldn't really see the face. The you know, it was dark and billowy. It was kind of cool looking, but when they made the reveal about about the creature, I was like, "All right." So, a, I I realized that I I need a large suspension of disbelief here, but right here, right here is where you lost me. Because I'm like, all right, look, <laughs> this, no, not possible. And it's not so much the, the, the removal, it's, it's more the, the after effect. And I'm like, there's no way that they would get that kind of result. No way. I don't think that they needed all the psionic stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff that was, you know, blowing, things blowing around and stuff like that. I don't think they needed that at all. I would have mm-hmm. liked it to be a little more straightforward. I also, there was like a time, I think it was the 90s, where there's all these movies that they did and like X-Files episodes and stuff where like someone witnesses the someone getting killed through their eyes and has to figure out, like by looking out of the windows and doing whatever, like where that person might have been, where that killer right. is. Like, and like, I didn't like a lot of those movies because they were just frustrating to me. And a lot of times they like aren't well written to the point of where like, it only gets solved because of someone doing something stupid. You mean like yeah. there's like a that vision. was a little worse. They have like a vision and you're yes. seeing it through someone else's. Yeah, they have a yeah. vision of yeah, like of a boathouse right. yeah. and it's the Circle K you know, on the criminal happens yeah. to look. Yeah, exactly, happens to look into the Slurpee machine and you see the reflection. <laughs> like, actually, that sounds like a good movie. I'd watch. <laughs> I would watch that. That's <laughs> Bill and Ted solve a crime. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Looking into the Slurpee I'll machine. Sh- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Circle K. Sure. Shut up, Omar. Got it. <laughs> wow, he's actually doing that to himself now. Excellent. He's been that's gonna save me, that's gonna save me so much editing time. Um so I always didn't I, I didn't like those. So when I saw I saw the picture for this movie with it has like the the long like M or L or whatever, like looking like a knife going towards the girl's eye and it's like all in red. It looked like mm-hmm. such a hitch a hitchcock or like seventies horror movie poster. Right, and I think that it what, was not even remotely that. Yeah, and I, but I but so I watched the trailer. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those where she sees through the eyes of the killer. And then I was, and then like the next night hit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's another one of those that I I did enjoy more than I thought I would. Like, yeah, it was it was definitely a popcorn horror flick. One of those ones that you just sit there and like munch on a bag of popcorn while you watch it because it's. 
and perhaps I'm just a little sick and twisted, but it's kind of entertaining. A couple of things that she does are pretty funny, and I'm like, oh, all right, huh? But at no point was it, like, really scary. I, I, I don't know if you felt differently than that, Greg, but I was like, eh, this really isn't. The thing that disturbed me was that cutaway that you talked about, where she mm-hmm. starts by cutting the cake, and it comes back, and it fades out and fades back, and she's standing next to her, like, step-parent's bed, holding the knife. Yeah, but that was for your that was for your own reasons. That wasn't because it was actually scary. That was just a oh my god, no. That was because I've had you stay at my house and I've woken up with you standing next to my bed with a knife. No, that wasn't a knife. I, I was just going to say that. God damn it, you got there before me. <laughs> oh man. It's, well, it's both pointy and something I don't want to be touched with. So. <laughs> I'm about to split you in oh half. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, this was the Gimme 5 podcast. Uh, signing out forever. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I have problems. Oh, that's funny. So many. <clears throat> so many problems. Uh, but we didn't really talk about it, but a little bit of the, the movement of the villain was awesome. I, I actually kind of like that. Uh, and the... It's hard to do this without spoiling anything, but the editing at certain points was like, wow, this is really frustrating. And then you find out why later on. So the ed- like the camera shots and which way people are facing when they cut cameras and stuff were just yeah. kind of. Well, back back real, real quick, back up on the on the movement of the villain thing. Mm-hmm. It was it was a very kind of ingenious idea. I liked I liked the thought. But when they got into the action sequences, it you could very obviously tell. I'm like, oh, well, mm, yeah, okay, no, we we've gotten away from that, okay. Yeah. So I was like, uh, all right. The and and the my my big complaints about it were that and that the ending was very telegraphed. I mean, you knew what was going to happen before it happened, and I was like, all right, yeah, I got this, yeah. Okay. Ooh, look. Oh, surprise. Ooh. Yeah. No. I, I didn't. I didn't see the stampeding llamas crush the main character. That was. That was a shock. That was, <laughs> that was a bit of genius, but that was a dream sequence, so it didn't actually happen. Never saw that coming. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> they, they weren't even in Peru. It was weird. <laughs> Speaking of movies that don't take place in Peru. Let's talk about the latest Marvel Oh, I movie. thought you were going to mention any movie ever. <laughs> but I don't know. That's true. But they did open a Peruvian restaurant near my house, and it has uh, Peruvian chicken, and it's fucking awesome. Mm, okay. That sounds right. delicious. It's got brasas. It's the, oh my God. The, it's like a, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. We're put a pin in that, and we'll definitely yeah. get back to that later. And the person, the cook actually sings like, uh, He's got like a, like he sings like an opera singer while he's cooking the chicken for you. And it's, it's, I think it might be one of the top five moments of my life. I thought you were going to say Peruvian folk songs. That makes more sense than opera. It does, but it, it's absurd, but it's delicious. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shang-Chi, who all saw this amongst the three of us? I haven't been to a movie theater in many, 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 many moons. I saw Excellent. it. Well, I, I know that because I sat next to you. I guess yes. The, yes, the the listeners don't know that. Uh, holding hands, holding the popcorn holding what was now? in my lap. Don't lie, don't be shy. No, actually, the my child was my, my, my child was between us because I know that he's weird and tries to touch <laughs> me. Rob, not my child. 
So instead, he has me touch his. Oh tongue. my god! No, oh my god! No, we don't do no, that. No, no. We don't do that. That is not okay. a thing. I, see, I know he podcast. wouldn't. I know he wouldn't do that. That's why I, I can. I can put up the human shield. Uh, is there nothing Shang-Chi, that we would say on the show? Like, there's like it doesn't matter. Like, we have no. There's no. I just. I actually say nothing and just shake my head oh in disbelief. Okay. <laughs> That's that is apparently my job. Uh, this oh, I didn't write down the release date. This September third. I was looking it up because I saw you didn't. Yeah. September third of twenty twenty one. September third. This was directed by Destin Daniel Creton, starring a bunch of people. Uh, starring, I'm going to enlarge this real quick. Simu uh, Liu, Tony Chu, Wai, Tony Chu, Wai Lung, Aquafina, got that one. Ben Kingsley, uh, Menjer Zhang, Fala Chen, Michelle Yeoh. Wa Yuen and Florian Montuneau. Wow, that, I'm sorry. This... That's the most Romanian name I've seen in a long time. Florian, Florian Montuneau. Uh, he's <laughs> uh, he actually played Drago's son in uh, Creed Two. Really? Yeah, I looked him up because I actually like that character, which and I'll explain why in, in a moment. And D. Uh, Bradley Baker. Oh yeah. And, and D. Bradley Baker, you know what? Who D. Bradley Baker is? But he was Morris. Morris. He was Morris, the little like headless bunny duck thing, a chicken wing, a chicken pig, pig turkey pig, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but he's also the voice of Perry the platypus. Really? As well. Oh, that's yeah. funny. So Isn't he, he also like all of the voices in um... a lot of cartoons? <laughs> he's a lot well, of the like all the clones. Oh yeah, I think he is. I think is he might somebody be else? in uh, Star Wars. I think he might be. We'll, we'll like be called on Bad Batch. Wrong. He does all of the clones. Oh, I did not know that. It's possible. It's entirely possible. You can look You're that make up. Make me look that shit up. Yeah, look it up. Uh, Shang Chi is the master of unarmed weaponry-based kung fu. Is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. This this movie, uh, I was not. I knew nothing about this character, and I am. Standing in front of a closet full of comic books. Uh, in a room full of and comic book toys. That's the other closet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's in my wife's office, actually. Oh, God. Too much. Again, too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, I mean, you, you, I, we're honest on the <laughs> show. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say the gimp suits are in my office when they're not in my office. Fair enough. But I did not know anything about this character. And as a result, I wasn't as excited for this movie as I was for some of the other Marvel movies. But as as the first couple days of this movie happened, because it was on Labor Day weekend, and we, of course, took a week off. And a lot of my friends who I trust were like, oh, it's really good. It's really good. Go see it. Make sure you see it in the theater. Really. And then I was like, ah, OK, I haven't been in a theater in a very long time. I think the last thing I saw was was a Dr. Doolittle, the the in the theater, the. Robert Downey Jr. one, which was not good. Um, yes, D. Bradley Baker is the Bad Batch. Nice, thank you. He's also Klaus and, on uh, American Dad. Yes, that is true. And I also forgot to mention that Norm Macdonald is Yafet on uh, the the space uh, comedy show that we like by the Family Guy dude. Oh, that's right. Oh. So we will. Ha- he did record all of his voice for the most recent season coming up. I love that show, The Orville. Yes, yeah. The Orville. Yeah, and it's cut. Third season's coming too. Yep. That's so we will get a chance to say goodbye to Norm Macdonald one last time. Uh, 
So what what did you think, Rob? Like, what was your leading into this movie? Were you excited about it? Were you like, eh? Honestly, I was like you. I didn't really know anything about this character, and I I have to say that this is a Marvel. I I was very pleased because this ended up being a Marvel movie that I didn't know I wanted. Yeah, I think so. The the um the character is very well developed. I like the story around him. It it played out very nicely. The 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 plot was set up very well. The characters are very involved and it 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 was it, it was your typical Marvel movie whereas whereas it, it that's to say that it's it's an excellent movie. So it's interesting that you yeah, guys that He's such an unknown character. What's I don't know if you guys have read anything about this, but what's Marvel's thought process with making a movie about this character that's so little known? I mean, is are all is this fourth? Um, I almost said season, but this like fourth iteration of all these Marvel movies are they are they building towards some kind of like Endgame type thing or what's going on? Like, do you know? I I will say that I think that there is a monetary aspect to that. Because I I think that part of the it, it, and that's not to say that this isn't a fantastic movie because it really is, but I think that part of the the drive to do this movie was for the overseas uh, market clientele. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Except, and I did, I in some did ways it get banned really, in China. <laughs> it absolutely did. This movie Are beat. you fucking kidding? It did <laughs> because the lead actor, like, fifteen years ago said something and i'm gonna say derogatory towards china but it would be one of those things that like if someone said it about one of us or someone said it about america or any other country you wouldn't even realize it but when there's like warehouses full of sensors going through everything you ever say and i don't even know what it said but it has not come out in china yet and it was supposed to interesting Mm. um now i try to be careful i mean to be honest we're actually censored in china too because if you click on the little explicit box, it China won't accept anything that's explicit. Oh um, well. But I try. I try not to do that just because we joke around about stuff. But we're very obvious when we joke around about stuff. You know, like wrong characters in movies and things like you know goofy things. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes to something like saying that a a company did something specifically for a business, like I I don't know that, but. What to answer Omar's question? There, there are a lot. They are building towards something. I think the characters that they have to build towards that thing have either been used up or they don't own. Um, because Marvel, remember they they didn't own a lot of the street level characters. They didn't have the Daredevils, the um, Spider Man, Spider Man, any of that kind of stuff. And in some of the comics. Shang-Chi was kind of a street-level character, more on the Chinatown side of things. But So it is – and I'm not saying they're ever really going to run out of characters because they have a lot of characters they haven't used yet. But it is a big character that is different than other things that they've they've put out there. So I was very surprised when I saw this on the slate, though, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it. this was a – little circle at the bottom of a comic book once every seven years also featuring Shang-Chi like you know and that was it and be like oh that's kind of a cool character to visit 
and then they'd move on, and it was just a one-off story. Are you are you more surprised about this one or the Eternals? I'm way more surprised about the Eternals because the Eternals, I if I remember correctly, the Eternals was just like a seven issue or twelve issue mini series, just happened to be written by a really good writer, mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman. Um, wait, he wrote that. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And he's a fantastic writer. So, um, that's the one thing that's making me like, okay, I don't like the character designs, and I don't like the ship. The forces look kind of neat, but the writer's good, so we'll see what happens. Um, I was very much convinced of this movie the second the bus attack happened, like the bus fight. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, this is badass. This is what I wanted. And This my, is, is going to work. I can do this. My kid loved it. Yeah, he did. He was so excited. He was, like, running around. As we left the thing, he told me, I don't know if you heard this, he told me that he wanted to be Shang-Chi for, for uh, Halloween. Um, for Halloween. And I'm like, well, let's talk about cultural appropriation. <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> if he wants to be Shang-Chi, he's uh, yeah, going to be Shang-Chi. I agree. Uh, but you know that's the I'll, win. I'll talk. If, if you know that movie was great if that's what he... The... Yeah. Like, I, I, will ad- I will admit there was one or two parts where I thought he might have been getting bored. Where he was moving around? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he might have been getting bored at one or two parts, but once they they were kind of brief, and the action kind of picked up shortly after that, so it pulled him right back in. Yeah, but yeah, I, the movie was just really good. Yeah, so, I, I I would definitely go see it again. Yeah. So so the the Romanian say his name Florian oh, Florian that, Montano. That, yeah, that uh, that guy. I liked that character i think i remember that character from some old punisher comics his character is razor fist he had a big knife on his hand and there's something about that i liked because usually if they have a giant dude in a movie as like a henchman he's a dumb piece of shit Mm -hmm. and in this time he he wasn't he was kind of more of like the general yeah he was like the head of security like you get like in these movies and it's not i don't not offended that the big, the big dude is like dumb. It's not that I'm even a big dude, but it's more the fact that like something happens, he gets and he's easily defeated because he's dumb. And this right. act, the fact that he wasn't a dipshit and he was like not easily like thwarted was like, oh shit, okay, that's cool. You know, it's he's not just a big guy with a knife for a hand and I so like that really stood out to me. And the um, action sequences, like, and the use of those rings, really stood out to me. Yes, they 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 did a very, I want to say, interesting. They they used some very interesting mechanics with the rings, and the the way that they employed their power and everything, I thought was really creative. I, and then also the whole transfer of the the energy kind of thing how it kind of went from one character to the other and all of that shit. So I, what they did with the, with the rings and the storyline, I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So the, the rings of course had this power and you're like, okay, but they weren't rings like finger rings. They were like bracelets, but like right. they did some really, as you said, they did some cool stuff with it. Like they were able to like, he was able to like launch the rings down off his wrists and use it to jump higher to like, pr- like fly Propel basically himself. Right. Uh, they did a thing where he would like hit someone straight in the chest and hold the hand there, and then launch the rings off of his hand. Um, 
uh, defending, you know, stopping bullets, doing things like that. Mm-hmm. Really cool. And you'd like think like, oh, there's some stupid bracelets. How is that going to give you power? And uh, the big thing, of course, is that these rings have been teased since the first Iron Man movie. And then really? Marvel, I don't think, yeah, if you look at the, the, when Tony Stark is captured, you see like a poster with like these 10 rings and on it. And did they, of course, mean to eventually make it into bracelets or something like that? Who knows? Because um, by Iron Man 3, they brought in Trevor Slattery, who was uh, Ben Kingsley's character in that movie. And he's playing the Mandarin, which they had to do because they didn't want to piss off China. Um, and people, of course, didn't like that one of the major Marvel villains was turned into a fake. For mm-hmm. all of you that saw Iron Man 3. Uh, so I got a little worried when Trevor Slattery slo- showed up. Yeah, Trevor Slattery showed up in this. What did you think of that? I I thought it was kind of funny um, that he was picked up and then forced to be like a performing monkey for, you know, the rest of his life. But again, that was the only thing that was keeping him alive. He, yeah, he was, I liked him. He was comedy was... relief. But I, I mean, I could have done without him. He he didn't really have too much effect on the movie, other the, than the fact that he introduced Morris. Yeah, he introduced Morris. <laughs> like, what the hell is that thing? Oh, you see him too. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crazy. Um, you can't say that I hold a grudge. I'm still mad at one of my students for spoiling that for me, and that was what a decade ago. I'm still angry about it. <laughs> The, the child is is still in fifth grade. You just keep on fifth No, over, no, this kid was like in eleventh grade. I was like, stop talking, and still he, is. I, I hope so. <laughs> he started telling me about it. I'm like, stop. I haven't seen it. He's still going. I'm like, stop talking. Stop. Stop. And then he goes, and the Mandarin wasn't really the Mandarin. He was just. And I was like, oh my god, I hate you so much. <laughs> you failed today. Goodbye. Oh my god. Uh, but. Uh, so the and I didn't really know about the Mandarin. Like at the next PTA meeting, I'm going to sleep with your mother. <laughs> I got to write that down. Hold on a second. <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, and I didn't really, re- I didn't know about the Mandarin and and who he really was. I I, you know, because I'm not that steeped in into the in the comic book knowledge. You know what I mean? So what's the? I know that the Mandarin, the way the Ben Kingsley character was was different than, right? In the yeah, comic so book the, the Mandarin, the, the, the original Mandarin character was drawn and created in the era before Nixon when we had really didn't know much about China at all. And it was the Red Menace, Interesting. right? Interesting. Like, mm-hmm. And so everyone had the Fu Manchu mustache. Everyone had the long fingernails and the, the hat and the – like I'm picturing the way the eyes are drawn and things like that. That's, think think low pan I was from Big just Trouble in Little say China. That. Yes. Yes, Exactly. So it was before all of that. Um, so now, obviously, things are a little more worldly, and it's you know that is basically a, ra- a racist stereotype. So th- the fact that the character is even called the Mandarin, which, as they joke in this movie, is just a name for a food, bunch of oranges. Um, <laughs> Wait, so Ben Kingsley? They, the, I didn't, I, I didn't catch it until just now. But Ben Kingsley's in it. He's the Mandarin again. Uh, he was captured by a. So the Mandarin, basically this guy would have been the Mandarin, the the bad guy in this movie, would have been the Mandarin based on his axe. And he is kind of pissed off that someone was 
pretending to be him in yeah. power, but not the actual okay. name. Like the character is not named the Mandarin. He's, he's well, like, he he did say that 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 is a name that he would have been referred to by some people. So it was yeah. it, he did acknowledge that that it was a persona of his that the guy was usurping. Yeah. Um, well, ba- basically, it's the the ten. So the leader of the Ten Rings is this guy. Trevor Slattery pretended to be the leader of the Ten Rings. Okay, so he's still right. Trevor Slattery in the like. It's the same. It's still the yeah. not the Mandarin, but it's the yes. guy behind like who. It's the same character yeah, as it's the actor who was hired to to pretend to yeah, be yeah, the Mandarin. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Interesting. Um, I didn't put that together until just now. So, I completely forgot about Iron Man Three. Yeah. You you blocked it out because no, kid. I liked it. I liked all the Iron Man movies. I just, you know, I don't connect these like. There's, you know, I can't keep track of 96 Marvel movies <laughs> mm-hmm. and another 50 on the way. Like I can't, like I enjoy them for what they are. And I, you know, I, I love them. I'm, I'm excited to see this movie actually. Like I, I, if it's a Marvel movie, I'll, I'll watch it. I haven't been really disappointed by any of them mm-hmm. up to now. This one is very yeah. good. I know the Hulk gets a uh, lot of flack and stuff, but I like them all. Oh, speaking of, there is a, an appearance from a Hulk villain in this movie. Interesting. And I think it wasn't just a cameo. I am thinking they're leading towards something. Who who was the Hulk villain? The uh, the Abomination. Oh, that's right. He was in this. It was very quick, but yes, he Is was it, in this. He was in this. Not only was the Abomination in this, uh, he was being trained. Oh, they didn't make it look like he was being trained at first, but he was actually being trained by uh, Wong. Is he as the Abomination himself, or is it, what's his name, the, yeah. the actor? It's uh, Tim Roth as the Abomination, but he but is he's the still, Abomination. But he's still Tim Roth? I think so. It was very computer animated. Yeah, it's he very, was being trained, and then they were also doing that. Oh, he's fight. never actually Tim Roth. Yeah. He's always the Abomination. I get it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like he's in a fight, and then after the fight, uh, Wong does oh, crap, the little Oh, crap, that's like, another circle. gladiator fight I forgot. Oh, yeah. Does a little, like, uh, circle thing and goes back, and they're actually they both go to the same place, and he's like, yeah, you know, hold off on the punching kind of thing. I think they're leading towards Dark Avengers, and the Abomination would make a very good Hulk for a Dark Avengers movie because there's a couple other characters they've also shown recently that would have been in Dark Avengers. So, so this is the sort of I'm wondering. You, you think the 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 end game sort of scenario for this next iteration of movies is going to be Dark Avengers? Like that's what it leads to? I think it's good. I think that they're going to lead to a Dark Avengers with um, the Abomination as Hulk. Uh, the Green Goblin as Iron Patriot, because that's uh, Norman Osborn as the Iron Patriot. Uh, and I forget who some of the other characters were. Uh, oh, Kang was one of them, I think. Is, that, way. is this kind of like their response to Suicide Squad? I mean, it was. Uh, it, this was a while ago in the comics, so it was kind of happening at the same time. But they're, it's, they're evil characters being pretending to be good, but they're not. they're not, like, being sent out by... If I remember right. correctly, they're not being sent out by, like, the government with, like, bombs in their heads. Um, real quick, uh, Aquafina. Yay, nay. What's up? I I know how you felt about it, so why don't you go ahead and do that? Because I, I, I don't know that I felt the same way, but I, I'll, I'll talk about my feelings after you. I was never a fan mm-hmm. uh, up to a certain point, and then I really liked her in Raya. And I really liked her in this. She was the the funniest character. I mean, well, Slattery was pretty good too, but she was she was Katie in this. I loved her, and I 
I rooted for her in this, and it was, I don't know, there's, there was something in some past movies and stuff that I've seen her where it was almost like, because the tone of her voice was almost like it was recorded in a different level than everyone else for some, I don't know, there was something about it where it just, it was always like, felt like taped on to the movie, but, mm-hmm. and she would drive me nuts, but in the past two movies I've seen her and I've loved her. Yeah, I I have liked her in numerous things that I have seen her in. A lot of the stuff that she's been in that you have talked about that you didn't really like, it were movies that I didn't really uh, chase to see, like um, Crazy Rich Asians. I think you mm-hmm. said was one of them. Yeah. Um, but like I and I just I just caught a glimpse of another movie on TV today that I forgot she was in that I loved her in. What? I was like, oh, I forgot she was in this. That's right, Jumanji two. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. She's in. Um... Oh well, she was in Jumanji two. <laughs> Um, I'm looking, and she was great in that movie. I love, I loved it. What would you find? I'm looking on her IMDb. She's Scuttle in The Little Mermaid. It's coming out in 2023. Oh, she's the voice of Scuttle. Huh, that's it. That'll be interesting. I because I remember the name, like I've heard her name before, so I'm looking her up because I I can't remember where I've seen it, but um, like where I've seen her. But yeah, I, I loved her in this movie. I loved her in Raya. Uh, I liked her in Jumanji. I, I've liked her in a lot of things that she's done, actually. So I obviously see this. It did a it did a lot of business, which is good. I think I always say I like to see things that are different, and I really, really liked the scenery for this movie. Like San Francisco, okay, that's not different. Whatever, Ant Man was there too. But then going to whatever it was a uh, Asian island I forget it was it Taipei or I forget where they went Shangri La. <laughs> well, no, before then, like when they went to the city and they had the awesome like fight with the bamboo outside the building. Yes, um, but it was like a modern city. I thought that looked beautiful. Well, they're trying to get this movie passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, sorry, uh, shown in China, right? Yeah, it's not going to be Taipei. Yeah, true, true. It's, I'm sure there's nothing to do with Taiwan in the in the production of this movie. Yeah, that would not make yeah. China happy. But just that, then that all the scenery there was awesome. Like the the back alleys, the fighting tournament things, like the all that stuff. And then the Shangri La style place with the you know the awesome flowers and the weird creatures, and it was great. I loved it. I'll see it again. Yes, so. I I would I would agree. This movie is definitely worth going to see. Would you say it's worth seeing in the theater, Greg? Uh, absolutely. Is it? I I would definitely recommend going to see this on a big screen. Is it on Disney Plus at all? Have you guys? Do you know? Uh, it is not. So you kind of have to see yeah, it on the big no. screen, right? If you want to well, see it, I'm down for this being my first big screen movie since the world shut down. There are some beautiful scenery. Some beautiful fight sequences that um the only thing i would not say to do is not sit next to rob when you see it well what if i'm feeling cuddly that's exactly what he's gonna do (laughs) (laughs) that that really goes for every movie (laughs) i don't know i uh i think it would be quite an adventure (laughs) (laughs) i think we have different ideas of what what makes a good time in a movie theater there greg don't. <laughs> true, true. Some some people like popcorn. 
some people like getting molested by the person next to them. Hey, yeah. don't put limits on my happiness, buddy. Okay. Greg likes both. <laughs> just works out. <laughs> okay, that takes us out of here. Omar, tell people how they can uh, send in applications to replace me on the Get Me 5 podcast. Uh, okay, we can do that. You can like and subscribe and review and tell us why this was the first and last time you're ever listening. Um, there's always give me five podcast.com. That's F I V E, not the number five. Um, so give me five podcast.com is a good way to, to find us. Um, Facebook, you can search um, for the give me five podcast, also F I V E. And then there's um, at give me five pod. On Twitter and Instagram, um, if you want to get something directly to to us, give me five podcast at gmail dot com. Not the give me five, just give me five podcast. Also spelled F I V E. Basically, don't use the number five if you're looking for us. Um, always spell it out F I V E. Um, you can leave us a review on iTunes or wherever, um, whatever podcast app you it are gets using. Really awkward when you're doing math problems, though. What's that? It gets really awkward when you're doing a little math bit, problems. Though. But that's fine. <laughs> well, if it's math, all that nonsense algebra with letters in it, I don't understand why there was letters. This is not going to be any different. Um, well, the yeah. reviews on iTunes and the other podcast apps help. And, um, and, and, and if you want to go ahead and click five stars, that'd be great. Um, there's also uh, gimme5podcast.threadless.com. If you want to get guys, I am I am currently working on a new shirt. A new shirt. Ooh. It is really unrelated to the podcast, but my wife came up with okay. an idea. So I've been designing it in my spare time. It was going to kind of be a surprise, and it probably really relates to none of you, but I like it, and I think it's going to be popular. So just that's is a it teaser. a Give Me Five shirt? It's going to be on the Give Me Five podcast page. <laughs> well, that was my because you oh, said it has nothing it, to do. But with... it's not actually a Give Me Five podcast shirt. It's thematic. Rob, why would it be? You know, we got enough of that nonsense. Let's. We all get the money from it. Let's okay. just start <laughs> yeah. making some random, whatever shirts. Listen, so far the merch on there is really solid, so I trust you. Let's put it that way. I'm sure this will be good. What it's going to be an Omar is my homeboy shirt. Ooh, I should make an Omar is my homeboy shirt. I was fucking around when I said that, but I kind of like that. All idea. right, write it down. <laughs> For those listeners, uh. TM, okay? Trademarked. Already done. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, yeah so com is a good way to find our stuff. Awesome. Um, what else? What else do we want to talk about? Let's just go for another hour. Yeah, I, mean, I, missed, I missed us our last week. Mm-hmm. We didn't do anything. Uh, next week, we will be talking about... Quality cinema. The summer of '87 has ended. If you want to go back to that, feel free. It is going to be, a, you know, few episodes behind this in the feed. But this week, we will be talking about Phoenix the Warrior, uh, which I watched last night and literally don't remember one second of it. <laughs> it's that good. Boobs. <laughs> That's I, all I remember is boobs. I remember. I don't remember the boobs. I remember a go kart. That, that I don't I do remember. remember. There were a couple of go-karts. I don't remember a go-kart. Yeah. A, a, a dune buggy, not a go-kart. 
It was essentially a go-kart. I don't know. Yeah. I remember the boobs, though. Yeah, so check this out. Check that out on Monday. We'll be talking about Phoenix the Warrior. And thank you for listening. And remember, guys, we want you to give us five. To a time we're winners in the My uncle Bert, he's my great uncle, but we call him Uncle Bert. He got bowel cancer now. He's uh, he's dying of it, you know. And uh, or like uh, some people like to say, now they see in the old days a man could just get sick and die, you know. Now they have to wage a battle. <laughs> so, so my uncle Bert is waging a a courageous battle. Which I've seen, because I go and visit him, and this is the battle. He's lying in a hospital bed with a thing in his arm watching Matlock on the TV. (laughs) Instead of that battle, I I got him the box set of Matlock. (laughs) But it's not his fault. What the f*** he's supposed to do? I gotcha. It's just a black thing in his bowel. And the reason I don't like it is because in the old days, they go, hey, that old man died. Now, they go, hey, he, he lost his battle. <laughs> That's no way to end your life, you know. What a loser that guy was. <laughs> Last thing he did was lose. <laughs> he was waging a brave battle, but at the end, I guess he got kind of cowardly was what happened. And then... The bowel cancer, it got brave. You got to give it to the bowel cancer. You know, they were in a battle. And then, what the (laughs) And I'm pretty sure, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure if the cancer dies, I mean, if you die, the cancer also dies at exactly the same time. So that, to me, is not a loss. That's a draw. That's a, you know what I mean? It's not like... The cancer's going to jump up and go, ah, Uncle Bert's wife. Where is he? I won fair and square. Is this where he works? Hi, name's Cancer. How are you? Where do I... You just throw me to my cubicle. Bowel. First name is Bowel. <laughs>